The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Good morning. Beautiful Saturday morning here from the betting deck or the betting basement in Smitty's case. We got, hey, I love today. You know why? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. That's all I got to say. What do you guys got, boys? Well, I'm a little tired here. Stayed up way too late for this old man. Um, I'm actually going to be super excited after I grab a workout, head downtown, make a few bets at the Rivers, head to the Rocky Patel Cigar Bar, kick my feet up, have a few drinks, and watch Loyola get to the Elite Eight. Good morning. I'm feeling great. Went to bed really early. My energy level is out of here today, baby. I'm fired up. I'm always usually 100 miles an hour, and I'm even more than that. I can't wait for today. We chased the dogs and myself chased the critter off the property early about 6 a.m. today. So um, I'm I'm chasing uh, winners today all day. I'm on a heater right now. Teaser King's been on fire. And I'll tell you something else. Watch out for my Oregon State Beavers today. Going to surprise some people. Matt, real quick, I saw your selfie at the gym. You did a a full body. And uh, I'll tell you. You got to shorten those shorts up. What are you part of the Fab Five here, below the knees? Well, I can't. I I got I got massive thighs. I'd look a little weird in there. I yeah, want, I want thing, Matt working out. out in little I can't. I can't, I can't do the. I can't do the the short shorts. Hey, we're the Houston Cougars. They're they're rolling them things up as as tight as they can go today. No, you know what I want to see? I want to see Matt working out in like John Stockton shorts. <laughs> That's what I mean. Houston plays with them right now. They're bringing that Cute. style back. Q, there's a trend at the gym which I absolutely absolutely do not get. It's wearing those cuffed sweatpants, but wearing high socks and tucking the sweatpants into the socks. I'm like, this looks like the absolutely worst. Looks like I'm putting on the the under garments for my snow snow gear, so, so my <laughs> stuff doesn't fall out on my boots. I hope worst. that. I hope you wear that in your next selfie, and I hope you grunt overly loud every rep you do with 20-pound dumbbells. <laughs> I try not to to grunt or even look at people in the gym. Just let me alone. I love it. All right, boys, let's uh, let's talk a little college basketball news. So Shaka Smart decides to leave Texas. Yeah, I think you saw the writing on the wall. Um, after six seasons, no NCAA tournament wins. He's definitely going to be in a hot seat next season if he even made it to next season. Um, Now he's at Marquette. What do you guys think? Well, I think his fate was sealed when they lost. I mean, I think I I don't think he was coming back. You got to win. You got to win at Texas. I mean, we've talked about that in football. We've talked about that in basketball. Hasn't done it. Like you said, no zero wins in the NCAA tournament. You know, I, I think he's, I don't think he's a bad coach. I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think he, you know, the thing with him at VCU was the press and all that. He didn't do it at Texas. And we've talked about that. You know, Mark, I think that was a Wojo needed to get out of there. He wasn't doing much at Marquette. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of whatever. It was one of those kind of things, whatever. But we also lost uh, Lon Kruger too at Oklahoma. So we have two, well, one big time opening and one, I don't know if you want to call it a, a step down opening, but I hope, from the rumors. I hope Chris Beard doesn't leave Texas Tech for Texas. He's got a really good thing going. But then again, we can circle back to our show the other night and it, it, why not hire Rick Pitino? You want to get you want to get some uh, power going behind your recruiting and your name? Put Pitino in at Texas. It, let, let it go. thing about Pitino, though, is, and I've read and I work with a guy that's a big Iona fan, and we were talking yesterday, and he even said that Tina's come out and said, I'm happy. Like where he's living, he's happy. And I read a thing that an article that he came out and said, I'm done with the big programs. I'm here. I'm happy. I'm going to build this. 
and we'll see. I mean, and that's just an ins- a friend that kind of follows the Iona program. He's like, because I made the comment too about him leaving, and he goes, I don't think it's going to happen, Smitty. He goes, I don't think he's going anywhere. So that's we'll like see. Hugh, that's Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Obviously, a big, big program guy gets into some trouble like Patino. You know, goes off the radar first season or two, comes back. Uh, Hugh Freeze has Liberty rolling. He has the opportunity to take a big job this year. And he says, hey, look, uh, I'm going to extend with Liberty and kind of live my life down in Lynchburg and be happy about it. And Tino's the same way. Like, you know, those guys, he has an opportunity to play in a tournament at Iona. They're decent basketball. He's been there before and it's less pressure. You know, why leave? And I think the thing with Kruger at Oklahoma, you know, his son just got the UNLV job. I think he'll go out there. He'll be around that program, maybe help his son out a little bit. Yeah, he'll be, a, he'll be and an just advisor. Watch his son coach. And yeah. I mean, that's we'll see who lands there. I mean, again, I think the Loyola coach, I mean, this again, if they win today and they keep going, I mean, that's a guy. I mean, how long does he why hasn't he left? It's well, the he's the thing. he's the second name on the list for Texas. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah. How do you stay there? Like, unless you just, you know, I hate to say it, but as a coach like him, money talks. Like, how do you stay like Loyola? Yeah, and he's been consistent. I mean, I've said on the show before, you get some of these guys, they make one year and they make a run and somebody hires them and it doesn't pan out. This guy's consistently winning at Loyola. This is their second deep run in the tournament over so many years. And, you know, they've been good. The other years they haven't, they're still very competitive. So. I would think he's going to be there. I mean, I, I read an article this morning. They had the Abilene Christians coach yep. that beat him there. I don't see that happening uh, for Texas. I think that's, I think there's too many other big names that you could maybe um, move from a school to come in there. So we'll have to see. I mean, it's Musselman, Musselman from Arkansas, Arkansas. Be an interesting name, but I really think he should just stick where he's at right now. That's a, that's a up and comer right there. I agree. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Nate Oates, is, he's built his name in Alabama. You know, I believe he replaced uh, Avery Johnson down there. And and Texas can pay. They'll, they'll come with some money. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, I mean, that is a top-tier program. You know, when you think about finances and money as a coach, that's a dream job. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, boys, let's kind of jump into this. So, oh, you know, real quick, let's – Smitty, yeah, it's a couple transfers – yeah, the transfer, you know, it's just out of control. We were talking off air. You know, Georgetown, Wahab, I was shocked the other day. I, I'm eating my lunch and I get on my phone and I see he's going to transfer from Georgetown. Just shocking to me. I don't know what happened there. The only thing, you know, listening to some other Georgetown people on Twitter, maybe with Matumbo coming in next year, he was a little nervous about playing time. Maybe he was going to lose some playing time. I mean, just a month ago, he came out and said that, month or two that um, Ewing was unbelievable and he's learned so much and he's becoming a great player under Ewing and now he leaves. It's crazy right now. I mean, and after I saw a stat after he announced the other day, 21 other guys went in the transfer in that day. I mean, it is crazy. It's so hard to build a program. I mean, I feel bad for these coaches. I mean, these kids are getting playing time and then all of a sudden they just, they're, they're gone. So it is what it is. I think Georgetown's going to be okay with the kids coming in. But, you know, even if you watch them next year and you're like, wow, we got a great team. Well, do they stick around? Who knows? Yeah. Where's uh, the loyalty, man? Where's the loyalty? That's gone. Well, I said before, this one and done's got to go. The transfers, it's got to be a little more stringent. You know, it's loyalty. I understand if a coach leaves and you should have that, up, you know, flexibility. Um, but that just seems like anything is acceptable now and Smitty, you can't, can't build a program. You know, it's killing the sport in my opinion. I agree. I think it is. I mean, it's, it's sad because I was super excited with him coming back with the freshman next year. And, but I, again, I'd love to hear what happened there. And that, that changed really fast. I mean, Q, you talked about, you got a couple guys out of Florida from your team that's leaving. I mean, yeah, uh, I can't think of the name. The one, one of the big guys from UNC just went in transfer. I mean, he was playing a lot for them, and I mean, he left uh, UNC. He's now again. Could they go in and then decide to come back? Maybe. I mean, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'll tell you what. If if I was a coach and a kid put himself in the portal, you know, for maybe a non medical family reason, um, and they decided to come back, 
you wouldn't be playing on my team. Nope. Bye. I don't care how good you are. Yep. Bye. I mean, we'll go, like I said, next man up. And that's, that, that's how you have to look at it. Yep. Yep. All right, boys, let's jump into the 240 slate. I know you guys are chomping at the bit. So we have red hot Oregon state beavers and Loyola Chicago. I don't know. They're, they got like a wolf in their picture. I don't even know. They're, they're the right. Ramblers. The Ramblers. Yeah. What is a Rambler? Is that like a breed of a dog? What is that? That's a good question. I, I have never dug into that. I know they're rambling their way through the tournament the last two or three years, though. All right, so you got Loyola Chicago minus seven hosting Oregon State over under 125. Get after it, Matt. Well, I was, I was looking up the Ramblers mascot. Oh, okay. It's a nod, it's a nod to St. Ignatius, so that's why the uh, Catholic play comes into line. There we go. Okay. Uh, well, th- this is actually my favorite. Well, I'm going to say my second favorite game of the day because I really want to see Syracuse play. But I absolutely – I know Smitty loves his Beavers right now, and they are playing well, and nobody is playing probably better than them at the moment. I mean, they're probably the hottest team coming in, maybe other than Loyola. I, I'm i going to bet this. at I got it at minus six the other day when it came out. I actually threw it in a parlay and – bumped it down a little bit to minus five. I think Loyola wins this game. I think they cover the number. I think they absolutely shut down the Beavers finally. I can't see this Beavers team just staying extremely hot and just keep rolling. And I could be completely wrong, and I'll admit it, but I think Loyola cruises into the the Elite Eight. Yeah, well, I'm going to go opposite here. You know, I'm going to play a lot of teasers today because I've been on fire with my teasers and I'm going to tease up, you know, looking at the line right now, it's minus seven this morning when I looked at it over under 125. I I love the teaser play. I'm going to take Oregon State up five points and I'm going to match it with a team here coming up when we start talking about that game. I kind of like Ethan Thomas playing unbelievable. Oregon, the Beavers, man, a lot of guys are stepping up on this team. Pac-12, wow, are they killing it in this tournament right now. The Pac-12, I made fun of the Pac-12, man. And I love my West Coast basketball, too. I think this game's close. Now, again, Matt said it well. Loyola, unbelievable. I could not believe just how they dominated on defense and shut down Illinois the other day. Crutwig, unbelievable effort on the big guy from Illinois. I mean, he just could not do anything, could not stop him. But I like, you know, again, Loyola, 7-1 ATS last eight, so I might be a moron doing this. But I I think I'm going to also take just the line and take the Beavers tonight. Smitty, real quick, uh, I actually think your, your teaser plays spot on. Um the Beavers are nine and three when they're getting basically plus nine. So if you tease that up, uh, it's, I'm not going to say it's a guaranteed cover because we can't make such guarantees, but that looks like a smart play in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put everything in a teaser today, but I'm, there's some games I like also straight and I'm going to play. And again, I think this is one I I haven't looked at this yet and I'm going to, when we're done Uh, team points, because, again, they can lock you down. And I might look at, like, Oregon State's team points and take just to kind of, you know, hedge it a little bit in a different way. But um, this could be a low scoring. This could be a good first half under maybe two play. But I think I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take Oregon State in a teaser, and I think I'm going to take Oregon State straight. Yeah, I'm going to go um, – I'm going to do teasers today. So I'm going to – tail smitty i mean i do have a couple straight plays but this is i love this in a teaser if you can get this team up to you know plus 12 um i think oregon state one thing that is good about them is they've been on this run for you know five six seven games and i'm gonna say this from another show and i and i did confirm it uh but they kind of led me to it they've had a different top score every game on this streak which tells me that you know, they're not relying on one guy. It's not Kate Cunningham. It's not, you know, uh, DeSumo or whatever. So you have to guard all five, not one or two guys. Uh, so I really like that. You know, they're uh, they're playing hot, just like Loyola. So, you know, I think that's kind of a wash. And then uh, I just think plus 12 points. You know, I think Loyola really put themselves on the map. Obviously, we knew about them. But a lot of people, you know, the average fan doesn't know Loyola basketball. Uh, 
But for them to just do what they did to Illinois, I mean, you would have to think Oregon State coach, you know, watched that film in his sleep and just drilled in his guys, be prepared for a press, make the smart passes, and, you know, and stay in this game. Um, I think they do. I think Loyola Chicago wins, but I, I, you know, I only see like a four to five point victory. So I'm going to tease it, but I, I don't think you would be dumb to take plus seven. Also, that's a lot of points, you know, and especially with the over under being 125, that tells you right there that they expect this game like 60s to 50s. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was 152 or 155 and a half, then you can kind of get that 81 74 game. But you just don't see seven point victories uh, often in those low scores. No, again, I think the first half underplay is a really good one if you like those. I've been playing those a little bit too uh, with the first half unders, so keep an eye on that. But I agree. I, I just think, you know, again, they're lo- they they lock you down. They really – I mean, I was shocked how the, like, the Illinois guards could not get to the bucket. And we'll see. I mean, again, and I – you know, Matt or uh, Q, it's like you said, a lot of different guys are scoring for them. I, it's the next man up, and they're – they're doing well. Ethan Thomas, again, is a great point guard. I think he's going to have a good day. I think this game's tight. Uh, and again, Loyola might win, but I love the teaser, and I like Beavers. Stay hot, Beavers. All right, the five fifteen game. Uh, so we're also going to cover Sundays, too, so we'll kind of speed it up here. Um, Villanova playing Baylor. So Baylor's number one seed, Villanova five. Baylor right now is minus seven and a half. Overrunner is 142. I actually locked in Baylor. Um, I, I believe I doubled down. I got him at minus six and a half. Uh, I think it opened at six and started up to seven and a half. And then uh, I got him at minus seven yesterday. Um, I love it as a teaser play. It's essentially a pick them. You know, they got to win by one or two. Um, and then uh, I, this is my favorite play of the day. Baylor straight, you know, I'm really confident in this team. Villanova shot the lights out of the gym last game. Uh, but without Connor Gillespie, when you're going up against a juggernaut, I mean, you're you're facing Mike Tyson today. Um, I just think they're going to get punched in the mouth, and and they don't have that guard to, you know, go to the corner and regroup. You know, if, I, don't, I just Baylor's too dominant in all facets. So, um, checking out some stuff on the uh, on the line here while we talk. The CBS Sports Line guys, everybody has Baylor straight. Everybody has Baylor money line. And then everybody took Baylor minus seven and a half as well. So we're, we're jumping on there. I too, like UQ, I got them at minus six and a half the other night. And I threw them in my parlay at a lesser number at minus five with Loyola at minus five. And I took the Oral Roberts over in a little three teamer here. I think Baylor covers this number. I think they, uh, this is where Nova just can't, continue without your leader it's a great story i'm actually shocked they made it this far i thought they'd get it trounced by uh, winthrop out of the gate i even thought they'd lose round two and they proved me wrong i don't think they're going to prove me wrong again today just stick with baylor this to me is that one of the least exciting games of the day unless you're a baylor fan probably i, well, I so think glad. it's the i i've been on villanova I've taken them twice now and won some decent money on them. I know betting Messiah was also on them last game. I'm so glad they pounded that North Texas team. Good Lord. I've been saying how I couldn't stand that team. I'm going opposite here, boys. I am. I'm taking, I'm sticking with the team here. I think again, they have to shoot. Well, do I think they're going to shoot what they did last game? No. Now the problem is Baylor can shoot the three Villanova is not the greatest defensive team stopping the three. I'm a little concerned with that. I love this in a teaser. This is going to be one of my teasers, my early teaser. I'm taking Oregon State in a teaser, and I'm taking Villanova up in a teaser. And I'm also maybe going to take the line, Villanova. Jay Wright's a great coach. I think he has a great game plan. I think this game's tight. I think Baylor wins, but I think they cover, and they cover the spread. They cover the teaser, and I'm looking pretty. This is one, though, and this is just my opinion. I could see Baylor covering a teaser number two. They're just so dominant. And if Villanova's not hitting those threes, it could be a 15-point blowout. I could be dead wrong. You know, it is a big number. But like like Matt said, this is the probably the least exciting game that we have in a Sweet 16. But I almost think it's the most confident. I don't know how they're going to move the ball. I don't know how they're going to get the ball uh, 
they're, get they're into small, an offense. Yeah, yeah I, I just can't. That defense, uh, Baylor's defense, it's not an epic defense. It's a really, really, really good defense. But without your proven floor general, man, I think they're just in a world of hurt unless we they have some secret weapon that we don't yeah. know about. Well, I think they've been playing. You know, they've had a couple guys just handling the ball okay. Um, Robinson Earl's been playing a little bit of point. He's coming off 18 points. And you have Samuels. You got more. A lot of different guys can so- score on that team. And, again, I could be dead wrong on this. I'm not trying to just stay – because this team's winning me money, I'm sticking with them. Hey, I, no, think Jay, I think Jay Wright's before. a great coach. I think Jay Wright will have a great game plan. I think they stick in this game. I think it's close. Now, again, they have to shoot the three well. They're not shooting the three well. They're in major trouble. I mean, major trouble. You know, Baylor sometimes can get out of the gate a little slow, too. And that's what I'm hoping for. Can this could this could this be a route? This could. I mean, this could go sour really quick for me. But I'm sticking with Villanova. I think they hang. I think they lose the game, but I think they they keep it close. Hey, stay with them if they're winning money. That's the recipe for success. All right, 725 game. Um, You know, this is kind of least exciting to me as well. So you have Arkansas minus 11 against Oral Roberts, overrunners 158. And I think this game is actually pretty easy to cap. Um, So as bad as Florida is, Florida was up by 15 with like eight, nine minutes left in the game, you know, and, and Florida has been off and on some of their performances. Like when they played West Virginia, they put 85 and they look like, man, they can hang with the top teams. And then they, you know, the next week, then they hang 60 to Tennessee who struggled, you know, or whatever. Um, I think Oral Roberts run ends. Uh, I think Arkansas is just too good defensively. They can shoot the three, you know, they, they love the score. Um, Two great guards there that Matt talked about. Was it Note and the other one? Moody. 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 I think it's just too much for Oral Roberts. Um, I love Arkansas on a teaser, but realistically, if Florida could be up 15 and Mike White didn't slow that team down and go to prevent to win the game, I thought Florida would have won by 15. Um, They were just so dominant, and I think Arkansas is a better team and could do the same thing. See, I'm going to go a little – not oppo here. I think Arkansas wins, and I think they're going to win by nine-ish. I don't think they're going to quite cover. I think Oral Roberts has enough offense to actually keep this interesting pretty much throughout. Now, I think Arkansas is going to get up and kind of hang around that 10-point number most of the game, but it's going to scare people on the uh, on the number, which is minus 11. I took the over in this game, but I took the over with a caveat. I bumped it down to 154. It's at 158. I wanted to give myself a little leeway in a parlay. I think the the uh, Golden Eagles are going to score today with their two top guys. They, I mean, this is Cinderella. Everybody's going to be behind them. If they got some fans in there, I think they're going to get a little backing, maybe get a little juice. I think they keep it in the number. I don't think they win the game, though. I think Cinderella's run comes to an end today. Yeah, I, I like – I'm on Roberts here in a teaser. Uh, you know, just – they played December 20th in Arkansas. It was 85-76. Um, you know, close game, it was 40-30 to 30 at the half. Arkansas went on a big run in the second half, and, won, and they outscored them 57-36. So, again, high, very high score. And Matt might be correct there on – take it down a little bit, maybe even a teaser, take the points down, take the take the over in that, but maybe just take that straight. Again, Matt hit on it. The two players for Oral Roberts, I, I, I might butcher their names, but it's the two guard. I think it's Admus and Abinor or something like that. Those guys have been scoring unbelievable. Uh, 30-29 against Ohio State, 28-26 combined. So those two players have been really carrying this team. You know, looking at some of my other sites I follow, they had Arkansas 83-71. Greg Peterson had Arkansas capped at minus seven. He had the over under at 165. Oof. So I I really like I really like Oral Roberts in a teaser here up to 16 and a half. I, I think I don't think they lose by 17 points. I think this is a high scoring game. I think they keep it close. I think Arkansas does win the game, but I like Oral Roberts in a teaser. And what I might do here, too, I might just play the number here, too, and see what happens. One thing I'm going to look at, and I know for sure if this scenario plays out, if this is close at halftime, 
if this is a one, two, maybe even a three point game at halftime in either direction for Oral Roberts, I might put a little uh, cheddar on the money line at like halftime it. and, and like see it. if they can see if they can pull another miracle. It'll break my heart. It'll break my brackets, but I'm going to do it. All right, 9.55 game, so last game today before we get into it. Oh, Matt's going to be excited for this oh, one. I know. I hope I'm awake. <laughs> you better get some coffee in you, buddy. <laughs> so we have Houston, minus 6.5 for Syracuse. Um, so obviously Buddy Beheim has kind of been the story for Syracuse. Uh, it's funny, the guy he comes out in his interview uh, the other day, and the reporter's like, yeah, how do you feel about being a potential um, – late first, early second round draft pick. He goes, what are you talking about? I've never even thought about the NBA and I wasn't that good. Well, he's, when you're putting 30 a game in your last like seven games, well, you're going to get some some credit. Um, I think this matchup plays really well into Syracuse's hands. Um, Houston relies on a three and they're going against a defense that makes you shoot the three. And Houston's very streaky on a three. Sasser, that guy could hit seven of nine or he could hit Two of 11, you just don't know. And I think he's going to be closer to the two of the 11 because Syracuse is tall. And that's what I think is going to be the difference. You know, a zone, you got to shoot those threes. If you're taller than a zone, it's a little easier. They're open shots, but you're not going to be taller than Syracuse today. They're one of the tallest teams, I think, um, in the tournament still. And Houston plays a defense where they make you shoot a three. Well, lo and behold, that's Syracuse's strength. I think that plays right into their hands, and, and Houston crashes the boards very hard. But, hey, what do you need to crash the boards and protect the rim? Size. Oh, guess what? Syracuse has size. I think Syracuse could outright win today. I'm taking a plus six and a half. I'm going to throw a tad on the money line, and then I'm going to throw them in a teaser as an insurance. Ooh. Right. I'm right with you, bud. Right that with a, you. That was a mouthful, but I love it. I, I think I covered it. everything. Next. <laughs> I think you did. You kind of said exactly what I was going to say. And, you know, being a Georgetown fan, I hate to say it. And if anybody listens to the show and they're a Georgetown fan, they might hate me. But I love Syracuse today. I agree with you. I think their size. Again, the Cougars coming off a game that they should have lost. They do hit the glass extremely hard. But like you said, if Syracuse is long. They're, they're, they have some length on them. Bayheim shooting unbelievable. It just seems, like I said, Syracuse is always a team that shouldn't get in the tournament, a lot of people think, and then they make a run. They're good. I mean, they just – and that's great coaching. He's a good coach, and his son's doing great. The team's gelling right now. I love Syracuse today. Teaser, straight, money line, I'm right on with you. Buddy Buckets is dumping in. Uh, about 57% from threes in the tournament. And in his last six games, he's shooting basically 50% from three-point range. He's locked in. He's going to get his. Now they have other, they have three other guys who average double figures in Garrier, Griffin, and Dolajay. So if you just break it down on paper against Houston, Houston only has three double-digit scores. And Jarreau has a hip pointer, which yeah, they hurt. say... Yeah, say takes a week to recover. So that happened Monday. He's he could be a little behind the uh, timeline there. You never know the way they crash the boards. If he goes down, smashes that hip, look out. This could be interesting. I'm well, he, going... he wore a lot of padding the last game. They well, kept showing him taking stuff out of his like jersey. He was hurt. Every, every shot he was hurting. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll I, tell you what. If I think it's gonna play. If you're Syracuse, you're telling me that. Behind closed doors, we wouldn't make it a point of emphasis to just your hip checking in there down low. Oh. Hip check maybe a little harder today. I run extra picks on that guy and just All stick, my, stick my big ass right out there. All day. You take a couple fouls early, put you know, put your bench guys in there, get a couple fouls and just bang that hip up, man. Make it make him work for that. Q, I got I, I love your money line play. I probably will jump on that. I got some time to think about it, but I have already grabbed Syracuse. I believe it was Monday or Tuesday. I got them at plus six. I like it. I have them in a teaser and uh plus six and a half. And I don't know, I'll probably throw ten or twenty bucks on the money line, you know, pizza as Smitty likes to call pizza money. 
Yeah, it's gone back. It's actually swung towards Houston now. It's it's at uh, minus six and a half now, which I think shows that uh, Syracuse is getting a lot of play. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love Syracuse. I just want to give out our other guy, Jason, gave us some games. Um, he he likes Baylor, so let's just I'm going to kind of go through what we just covered here. But he likes Baylor. He said Nova isn't shooting 57 percent from three point land. So you know, you three, it's three against one on that. We'll see what happens there. He likes Arkansas minus the 11 and a half. He said he thinks them playing them already is going to benefit them, and they they cruise in that. Okay, so that's going – that's back in queue. Me and Nails are on the opposite on that. Oregon State, he likes Oregon State. He's with me on the Beavers. He thinks that uh, Wayne Tinkle, the head coach, will have a better game plan than Underwood did. And then he's in agreement with us, and he loves the Orange tonight. There you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll finish this off. This has been a great run for Bayham. I think it's kind of, he kind of fell off the traction. He unfortunately killed that person in the car wreck. And then he just had some down years, man. This is good for his legacy. Good coach. And again, yeah. you know, we said the other night, I love, you know, I was explaining to my one friend and I said this Wednesday night, it's just, they play the same defense and people can't figure it out. It's amazing, but it's guys, it's length. It's great to see his son playing as well as he is. And, it, you know, someone's going to take him in the NBA. When you can shoot like that, you'll be in the league. He's, yeah, he's uh, going to catch, uh, catch a heater like uh, the Jimmer did. And somebody, somebody's going to pick him up just because he can shoot. He's a Matt Miller, Jimmer Fredette, Joe Harris, Kyle Korver guy. You go to him late, you need a three in the corner, you know, and he's your guy. Well, JJ he can handle Reddick, the ball though, too. So and JJ Reddick's been in the league. I mean, again, good player, but yeah. the guy can. The guy's just a great shooter. When you can shoot, you'll find it. You'll make some money. He's going to be a rich guy. All right, let's move on to tomorrow's slate. We have number one Gonzaga minus thirteen against Creighton. Over unders one fifty eight. You know, we saw two different Creighton teams. The first game, they struggled. They went 63-62 um, in a slugfest. Um, then they shot really well the next game. I mean, all their three-point shooters, they couldn't miss. It was like a Villanova performance. Man, this is a bad matchup for them. I mean, like we talked about in the midweek show, Gonzaga looks like they're coming off you know, training camp. They're fresh. They just kind of walked through their season, didn't have many injuries. You know, easy on the uh, on the mental side of things. No, no gauntlet schedule, and it's showing. And I think Creighton, you know, they played pretty hard this year. Uh, they they rely on the three so much. I think Gonzaga just steamrolls them today. I don't even think that's a matchup. I don't. I don't know. My dilemma with this game is I don't know what kind of game plan Creighton's going to come out with because we know Gonzaga's game plan is just get up and go. Creighton actually can get up and go. That's why the overrunner is at 158. But are they going to try to slow down the Zags and make it more of a slugfest? I actually think if I were to bet this and I got a day to think, I'm probably going to take Creighton getting the points and maybe even do a Smitty teaser and bump it up even more. Because I think the only way they actually hang in this game is to speed it up and just try to keep scoring and just get into a shootout, keep it around 10 maybe. That's but I, tough. There's, there's no way. I can't say no way. All right, 99.9% chance uh, that the Zags actually advance. That, no, I agree with I agree with Matt. I'm on, you know, I've been taking Creighton too. Maybe I'm just a big East guy and I've been taking Nova and them. I think they're going to come out. I think they'll shoot okay. If they're hitting their threes, they're going to be fine. A lot of sites I follow, they had it by 12, and Peterson had it um, on his sheet at minus 13, right where the line is. This is a teaser play. Tease them up to about 18 and a half. I love the Blue Jays. I think they cover that. I took Oklahoma the other day. I have the Zags winning the tournament. I had Oklahoma last week. They covered it for me. I think Creighton covers it. They lose the game, but they cover. And But especially in a teaser, they'll be fine. I like the Blue Jays in this. All right, moving on. Five o'clock tomorrow is probably one of my favorite games. So number one, Michigan minus two and a half against Florida State. Uh, which team shows up for both? You know, obviously Isaiah Livers is out. 
um, as Michigan f- try to find a dominant way. I did like how Ethan Brooks really got his shot going last game. Uh, I seemed to really fire him up. His ankle seemed a lot better. I think he rolled it in the big, big 10 tournament pretty late. Uh, and then Florida state, man, they're a big team. You know, they can play lockdown defense. I think they match up, you know, extremely well uh, with the bigs for Michigan, you know, in terms of size. Uh, it, do we see the Florida State team that 10 weeks ago we said could win a national title, or do we see the team that, you know, loses to UNC um, in a weird game and just, you know, drops to Georgia Tech and Wake Forest? So I'm Googling right now. Uh, so Livers has a stress fracture in his foot, and, he, and it happened – March 12th, I was going to Google recovery time while I keep talking. This is a great matchup. This is a great matchup on paper. I'm actually shocked, and I get it because it's the one seed that they're actually a a two-and-a-half point favorite, Michigan is. I think this might actually come down and get closer to a one, even a a one-and-a-half point line. Um, I think Florida State's going to catch some steam here on the betting line. They're so big. They're so long. They're more athletic than LSU because LSU gave Michigan everything they had. There was a a three-minute stretch and a three-foul stretch with about seven minutes to go in the second half, which absolutely turned the game around. The refs missed a step out of bounds. If that didn't occur, I actually think LSU would have pulled off that game. I can't see how Michigan actually slows down Florida State. I think this is actually going to get out and maybe go over the total. It's the only way I think Michigan can can hang with these guys because I don't know if they can keep dumping it in to the big man down low and win this game in an ugly game. I think they have to speed it up and do exactly what they did against LSU and play that way. I like Florida State in this. You know, I hope I hope they go far. I have them a little pizza money. Uh, bet to win the national championship in my bracket. I have them to the final four. I think they beat Michigan. I think again, Q, I thought said it well, what out of both of these teams, what team's going to show up? It's you never know. I mean, Florida, like Q said, Florida state sometimes looks great and they don't Michigan's the same way. I kind of think this could be a first half underplay. Florida State can lock you down. Sometimes they can't score. I think this could be a little bit slower out of the gate. It might pick up as the game goes. But I love Florida State uh, money line. I love them with the spread. I love them in a teaser. Some of the sites I follow, again, really close, have Michigan by about five. Peterson is uh, has he likes Florida State in this. Somebody I saw today on Twitter, somebody asked him, and he came out too and said he really likes Florida State in this matchup. So do I. Again, he's our boy. He's been on the show a couple times. I agree with him. I think Florida State wins this game. All right, moving on. 7-15 slate. You have number two, Alabama, minus 6.5, playing UCLA, over under 145.5. I just think Alabama's really that dominant team that we were wondering if they were going to do in the tournament. They were starting to hit their threes, and that's what they have to do. I think they play lockdown defense. Um, they like to run it. And I uh, talked about it earlier. John Petty is their best player. Um, he hasn't shot well. You know, does he turn it around? This is like his fifth straight game of bad shooting performance. Um, anybody can score on that team, which is dangerous. So UCLA's really got to guard five guys. You can't just, again, you can't lock down on one on one premier name. Um, UCLA is going to want to slow it down, I think, because um, you don't want to get in a shootout with Bama. Um, I just don't know if UCLA has 40 minutes of perfect gameplay to beat Bama. I just think Bama is an extremely good team that, listen, Bama could beat anybody. They If they shoot 50% from the three, they could beat Baylor. I mean, they have size defense and they shoot. So this is a dangerous team. Um, I like Bama here. I too like Bama, but... I think UCLA keeps this inside the number. They actually guard the three-pointer extremely well. They held uh, Abilene Christian to four of 19. I mean, if they can somehow pull that off against Alabama and keep this low scoring down in the 60s, 
they have a real, real shot at pulling an upset here. I don't think I'm actually going to touch this game in any way. I, I can't. I can't get a read on. I can't figure out if they're going to get over the number. I actually think the under 145 and a half would be my only lean. I actually think Alabama uh, wins, but I think UCLA is going to cover. Yeah, this 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 is a tough game. UCLA is playing really well right now. Really like the coach. Some of their guards playing extremely well. This is a tough call because again, in a teaser, could you? Te- I've been taking the dogs a lot in the teasers in the previous games. You could do that. I think what I would do in this, I would tease Bama down, get them down to about a point and a half, and take Alabama. I think Alabama wins this game. I think Q hit on it. I think they're a little bit more athletic, and if they're shooting well, now again. I agree. They're not shooting well. And Matt made a great point. UCLA completely shut down Abilene Christian's three-pointers. Could they do that again? Yes, they could. I still like the safe play. I think it would be Bama down in a teaser, but I agree with Matt. I think I think this is a tight game. I think this is a close game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a teaser for me and Bama just for the insurance, but I I can see Bama covering personally. I mean, I – I'm a little higher on the SEC than you guys, um, but I've also said that they could lose if they can't shoot. And I just think they're getting hot right now. You know, it's, that's all you need. I mean, it's kind of the Syracuse shooting. Buddy Bam shoots 57% from the three. It's the same thing with Bama. So it'll be a good game. I'm excited. I think tomorrow's games actually are better TV than today's games. Um, but we'll see. So moving on, last game of Sweet 16 945, you have USC minus two against Oregon. Overrunners 138.5. Now, this is an interesting matchup. So, Oregon um, defaults their way from the first round against VCU. Then they go matchup um, against Iowa, and they just blitzed Iowa. They shot like 68% the first half. I think they shot 60% from the three in the first half. I'm texting, I'm thinking. I got the over. I'm like, oh, this will get in the 150s. They had 100 at half. And Matt texts me, he goes, have they missed a shot? And that 67% was, it seemed like they made more baskets than the 85 Villanova team who shot like 79%. I felt like I didn't see a missed shot. Maybe that was miscalculated. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite game that I want to watch, actually, in day two. Uh, I really... I'm excited to watch uh, SC in this and Evan Mobley. Um, so what they're doing right now, I mean, they're steamrolling through this. And they've they've gotten a, a good matchup, let's say, in both their games. But they are rebounding the ball. They're up 39-25 in a rebounding edge. And Oregon exactly doesn't have the biggest lineup. They have a bunch of long, lean guys. But I don't know who's going to contain Mobley inside and the other thing they're doing right now is playing extremely good defense on the outside. Now, Oregon is the slasher. So they get to the rim, which might neutralize that. I mean, but they've held Kansas and Drake to basically 30% shooting in two games. Now, all these teams are good going into the tournament, but Drake was down. Kansas, we always talked about all year, was down. So I think this is the first big test, and it's a rivalry game. And they played earlier this year, and I want to say SC trounced 70, Oregon. 70, so can I jump in here, Matt? I have that. Sure, Matt. bud. So February 22nd, 72-58, USC won. Big first half by USC, 43-22 to in the first half. Now Oregon uh, did outscore them in the second half, 36-29. Okay. Yes. Good, good, Kim. No, good. Uh, so uh, my play here is I'm probably going to take SC. This to me though is a pick'em game. I don't I don't see it as a. I, I think SC is just getting the love because of Mobley right now. I like this as a pick'em, and I'm probably going to look towards the under of 138 and a half. Now I you know I think you said it. Their defense right now that was one of the you know I had a great Monday. Uh, my only teaser loss was I, I rolled Kansas. And again, I bashed Kansas saying they 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 couldn't shoot. USC's playing a zone right now. They're so big. Their their length is really tough right now on some of these teams. Now again, you you hit it very well, Matt. They played Drake. Okay. Drake, not a bad team. 
Kansas really struggled outside shooting all year. Did they, they would have beat USC would have beat anybody the other night. They were like 10 of 15 from three point land. They just were unbelievable. They controlled the boards. Their defense was fantastic. I think this, this is a teaser play for me. I like the ducks. I like taking the ducks up. I think this is a close game. I'm not saying the ducks are going to win, but I like a teaser and I like Oregon in this game. Obviously hindsight's always 2020. Um, if we reseeded USC, they're a sixth seed right now. If you reseeded them, where would you put them? The way they're playing, I think like a three seed. Oh, they're playing great. I mean, yeah, most, based off what we've seen in the tournament, I the Mobley brothers like are the top. The boat. It's just their size right now. Their size is giving so many teams issues to shoot. Because they're playing that zone. It's a very similar zone. I mean, I'm not saying it's like Syracuse, but team they're struggling right now. And you saw it with Kansas. Kansas could not figure out. They just didn't have enough shooters. I mean, we, we, we've said that all year. Maybe I was a fool to take Kansas. And then I think I took a live with Kansas that went lose by so many points. And, you know, they got killed. I mean, they got destroyed. They couldn't figure it out. Just not enough guys can, can could shoot. Uh, Cue up. Q, I have the perfect reseed for uh, USC. I would have kept them in the same bracket, but flip them and Virginia, and then give us the Gonzaga um, USC matchup today. That's oh, who we'd be looking at today, which would be fantastic because I think that's what incredible. we're going to get next week. It'd be incredible. Oh yeah, yeah I'll tell you another team that should be reseeded. Loyola Chicago is not an eight seed. No, I said that. I said that when this bracket came out. I was so disappointed. You could get because I wanted to advance them. I I did not see them on paper beating Illinois, and not only beating them, but absolutely smacking them right in the teeth. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people on it. Jeff Nadal, am I pronouncing that right? Nadu. Nadu. Okay. He, you know, I follow him a little bit. Um, Used to work for Barstool. Now it's kind of back on his own, uh, doing a a new show. Check him out. He does a great job. He. What the Barstool? Yeah, he. Uh, oh, okay. He, I, thing I, he asked, he asked to come back, and he said he uh, he messed up by deciding to leave Barstool, and um, well, they, he said, yeah, good for him. Good, good for him. Good, I mean, good basketball talent. He knows what he's talking about. He's been on Loyola for a long time. I mean, going into it, and he said this could be a team that could win the national championship. So you got to give him, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He did a great job on calling that. I agree with Matt. And Matt said it the first show we did going into the tournament that they should have been seated and they they and they should have. They screwed up on that. I should have stuck with my gut though and just kept playing them and kept playing them and advancing them and I, and I couldn't I I couldn't trick my mind into having them beat Illinois. No, no way did. I mean, realistically, no way, dude. I, I had Georgia Tech in the first matchup. but Me too, and, and I, had a, when, I switched that out as soon as Wright was out. Well, I did too, and yeah. I just, again, I thought Illinois would have been way too too much for him. But again, like I said, they just did not know. Their guards just could not get to the basket at all in that game. And, and, and tip, you know, tip your hat to them. Great defense. We'll see today what happens. All right, boys, that's all we have. Um uh, I want to get this show out. You know, I know the games are a little late start today. Typically it's noon, but we have a 240. But uh, so let's, let's do else. one quick thing. Yeah, go ahead. You. Let's, let's, um, let's just give out our Elite Eight picks. Just straight. No spreads. Who who we advancing today? Okay. All right, let's do Saturdays. We'll just uh, – we'll run down. You know, no explanations. Just quick fire. Yep. Um, okay, Oregon State, Loyola. I think Loyola advances. I'm going Loyola as well. Loyola. Villanova, Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, I think we have a consensus here. Baylor. Baylor. Or um, Roberts, Arkansas. 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 Syracuse, Houston. I think Cuse. I, I, I concur. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I'm going to advance Syracuse. I, yeah. I, in my bracket, I had the Cougars. I'll say this. Uh, that could be my fault in the Elite Eight. I mean, I think Houston can win, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, if well, I, you know, the thing is, I'm going to go off my bracket. I said Moneyline Syracuse. I, I don't know. Well, now let me take that back. I'm going to take Syracuse. 
I have Cougars and I can't even remember who I had the Cougars playing in this, but I said money line on the show here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Syracuse. I'm going to so Should I just put my mortgage on Houston since we all three just went on Q? Yeah. yeah we should, we should actually just go oppo because we just picked all four same teams. Right. I can't do that. Cause I said, I said the orange on the show here. I mean, I had the Cougars in my brackets, but I think, I think Syracuse wins. I'm going to go Syracuse. Okay. Sunday slate. Creighton, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Zags, Zags, Florida State, Michigan. Florida I, State. I'm going Florida State as well. Ooh, so I feel like it's, this is a pick'em game. The only reason I don't know, I, I'm gonna because I have to assume what team's gonna show up. I think. I think Michigan could advance by like a two point victory. I I think Florida State just doesn't show up because I think they're too inconsistent. But I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State wins. Um, UCLA, Alabama, Bama, Bama, and this is the one I'm. If if we're kind of reseeding and everything, I'm going to take UCLA in an upset. Oh, they're not a play in eleven seed. At what they're doing right now. No, I, I I think this might be the one that gets people on the weekend. I think a lot of people are going to lean Bama just because of that number two two seed in front of their name. I think UCLA gets them. Oregon, USC. I like SC. I think, yeah, go USC. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I like Oregon in a teaser, but I like, I like what USC is doing with the length right now. I'll take USC. Well, there's our Elite Eight. Let's see how we do. All right, boys. I have nothing else. Smitty, do you have anything? No, we're good, man. I'm good here. So I'm just sad that I don't get to text you guys a picture of my tickets, my betting machine, and my white Russians. Anymore. I know. I'm a little yeah. sad, too. A little bit of depression. But maybe I'll shoot out one of a little cigar and a little uh, mixer today. Yeah, that's good. A little cocktail yeah. and a little cigar. I like, yeah. nice picture there. It's supposed so, to be a beautiful day in Pittsburgh, so I might even be able to sit outside on on their betting deck and get in some action. There you go. Hey, if you can't wait to see it. Because we love the betting oh. decks. And I, uh, I want to see your workout today in those John Stockton shorts. Yep, and I'm, and I'm rolling the <laughs> Ramblers shirt. I love it. Do me a favor. Record your workout. Just put your phone in your pocket. I just want to hear the absurd amount of grunts when you're curling. Uh, <laughs> man, I have so many pet peeves in the gym. It's ridiculous. I could, go, I could do an hour show on gym rant. <laughs> where, hey, wear Smitty's V-cut shirt while you're at it. <laughs> Looking great. Blue. My eyes are popping today on the show. Love it. Yeah. Love it. As he's caressing his hair the whole, yeah. whole show. <laughs> I'm like Richard Greco over here. Looking like Richard Greco. I love it. All right, boys. Let's get this show out. Let's have a fantastic Sweet 16, and we'll be back with you guys midweek. Yep. I hope I, I hope no, we hear you from everybody. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop that. Monday, Tuesday is the next games. Oh, yeah. We gotta do, we gotta do we gotta figure something out. We're gonna come out with a Monday show or something. Yeah, we got double dip. Hey, double dip. I, and you know, and the sad thing is, not to I didn't even know what it was. It's been so weird. The days off have really confused me. So yeah. I had to look it up the other day and said, When are they coming back? Is it later in the week? No, it's Monday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. and then it's Saturday, and then you have the national championship the following Monday. Yeah. All right. So maybe we we'll do a show. Um Monday during the day or late Sunday night. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll go show out though. Let's keep All right, going, boys. boys. Find those winners, everybody. Good See luck. You.